0: Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Today I have a very special episode for you, something that is different than what I normally do on the show, because well, the normal episodes, we're always talking about stories, right? That's what this week's theme is. The Bethesda theme for the week, and you're going to see this in some of the posts and things that they share online, is stories. And I thought, okay, how do I, how do I match this? Well, we talk about stories all the time here on the Lorecast. Everything in the lore is some form of story. Well, most of it. But I thought, you know what? What if I come at this from a different angle? Instead of talking about the stories in Fallout, which is what we do most of the time. I want to talk about your stories. And we do this a little bit more on the patron episodes. Yeah, that's true. That happens. But what about the rest of the community, because this podcast was founded on community. And that is one of the things that I'm still most proud of with the success of this show is building community and tapping into Something that was already there before I even started the show. Let's be honest. Like, I can't take credit for the fact that there's a Fallout community out there on the Internet of fans. The, the, the games, the people themselves involved with that community are the ones to pat themselves on the back. I was just fortunate enough to plug into something that was already there. And what is already there is amazing. It is a wonderful, warm community of people Who have connected and bonded over a shared experience that although it's a shared experience over a virtual reality in a sense and sometimes actual VR, but a a virtual simulation of a world and and those kinds of things. It's a lot of people on the outside would say, well, yeah, but it's not real. No, it's real. It's real. Anytime you enjoy something, it's real to you. And when you can enjoy it with other people, it makes it even more real. That's the magic of entertainment. You could say the uh, football fan in the corner is having a much more real experience engaging with enjoying the football game with their friends. But they're not playing the game, are they? In this case, at least we're playing the game. But let's put all that to the side, because I want to share with you some of the best stories that I got from our community. I reached out on Twitter and on the Robots Radio Discord, which a little self-plug here. If you're not, if you're not involved on the Discord or if you're not following my robots underscore radio Twitter account, then come follow me. Make sure you get in on all of this stuff. I posted a message the other day that said, Hey, tell me about your most memorable experience in Fallout. Now, whether if this is an inside the game or if this is kind of a meta experience, I want your story. Tell me your story. And I got some of the best responses. And thank you to everybody who responded. I can't highlight everyone. I wish I could, but I can highlight a number of these. And I really do appreciate you sending me these stories. So, I've categorized the stories in a few different categories i guess if that makes sense and we're going to start with what i call awe and danger these stories are about discovering something new or having to deal with something very dangerous and the first one comes from nova dokomoru i think i said that correctly who says One of my favorite memories involving Fallout was the first time I played New Vegas when I was 12 or 13. Ah yes, the perfect age to be engaging in that game. It wasn't the first time I touched one of the games. My friend had three, and we played that a little, but New Vegas was the first game I was actually able to sit down and play through, and I fell in love with the story and world. In particular, the NCR, who I'm always, almost always side with, And I'm a little bit obsessed with. Anyways, the first month or so of me playing, I was simply exploring the Mojave and didn't do much with the main story as I'm quite the explorer in real life, too. And the desert wasteland is interesting. I don't think I even got past the Mojave outpost in that month. I was so entranced with finding every story and detail in this corner of the map. But when I finally did begin the main quest line, it was like a shot of euphoria. I was captivated and entranced by the concept of a modern army engaged in a war against a military styled in a two millennia old fashion. While a third and fourth army fielding the most advanced equipment watched from the sidelines and can be brought in through your actions alone or destroyed if you so desire. To a 13-year-old holding that much power and potential, I felt unstoppable, or at least until I had to go to school, that is, and I was pulled back to reality. Anyways, that's a memory of Fallout I will always hold, and I thought I would share it here for everyone to read. Nova, that was great. That is, that is a really cool perspective on being a kid still, and yet dealing in this adult world. Right. Like at the age of 13, you watch adults and there's this feeling of both like, ah, like my parents are idiots. But then there's that feeling of, yeah, there's things that they do that I just can't do or I just wouldn't be able to or willing to actually take on. And then being able to do that in a game and yet have so much power over the nature of reality and the way the world works, I can totally see that. Sometimes as a 13-year-old kid, you feel like you're just kind of stuck in who you are and where you are. And you have no real control over your life yet. And yet something like this gives you immense control. I can totally see that. So thanks for sending that one in, Nova. The next one comes from Cog. This one says... I was making my way to the Glowing Sea in Fallout 4. Oh, everybody remembers their first experience with the Glowing Sea, I'm sure. When I saw a group of strong raiders that I didn't want to fight, so naturally I went around them. About five minutes later, I came across a savage Deathclaw. I ran away and used a stealth boy so I didn't die. I figured there were more huge monsters past the Deathclaw, so I got an idea. Let's play cat and mice. I lead the Deathclaw. Over to the raiders and let him go to town. He killed every one of them while I set up all the available frag mines I could, so I could finally kill this thing. Unfortunately, once it hit the trap I set, the corpse glitched out and flew across the map. I never got my death claw loop. <laughs> that's that's absolutely a Fallout experience, and uh. Spoilers, there's another category coming up called glitches, which this one kind of plays into a little bit as well, but man Do you remember your first? Experience dealing with well either the glowing sea and being like oh my god. This is a real this is a real place in the game they're gonna make me do this and it's off the side of the map or like significantly larger enemies than you would have expected to come across. There's something about just being in Fallout and the diversity of stuff, but then the complexity of the way the systems work together. This is one of those things that Bethesda does so well, that I think is part of why the games tend to be so glitchy, is that they have so many systems working on top of each other. But it allows you to do something like this, where you can lure an enemy towards some other enemies, and deal with the situation that way. And I've always loved that, especially as, you know, a younger me thinking that, like, these bad guys all can fight each other. That's crazy. I love that. I love that. So then we have one from Kit Calavera, who writes this. When I first started playing Fallout 3, I went out exploring after helping out the tree minders and accidentally found myself in Deathclaw Sanctuary from getting chased by a rad scorpion. Oh, boy. Out of the... frying pan into the fire is that the phrase i didn't get a chance to see where i was so i walked around expecting a few feral ghouls and mole rats armed with my fire lance and plasma rifle i went ahead and saw a death claw waiting near the entrance and attacked me taking half of my hp and after a few shots from my fire lance i got it before it got me little did i know The whole place is home to many more deathclaws, and I ended up dying from getting jumped by two at the same time. I stopped playing three and went back to New Vegas, but I totally forgot I made a save inside of Query Junction. And then more deathclaws came running in, and my night was filled with death by death claws. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love I love going from one game to the other and being like, all right, I'm gonna put this one down for a minute. And then loading up like the irony of just loading up the other game and being like, I'm in a death claw nest in here as well. Awesome. That is that's I don't know. The the irony, the coincidence? I guess coincidence of that. It's not really irony. The coincidence of that is Is awesome. Um, So Kit, thank you for sending that one. And also Cog for the previous one. Thank you for sending that as well. Let's talk about glitches because you can't have a fallout experience without experiencing some glitches. I remember one of the glitches that really made it hard for me to enjoy three early on was a glitch where I was walking through one of those. And I've explained this on the show before. I was walking through um, one of those elevated highways in three and came across some enemies started shooting at them from a distance was kind of dancing around a little bit and then just clipped through the ground underneath me the ground being the elevated highway uh but because the glitch made me clip through the highway when i hit the ground i didn't actually hit the ground and i may have been able to survive the fall but instead i clipped through the actual ground and fell into infinity and uh I almost said affinity. it Infinity. And uh, that was difficult because I made a real quick save right at the moment I started following or right before. Like it must have already triggered the glitch as I was shooting at these like raiders because I thought, OK, this is going to be a fight. I better save it here. And uh, ended up that was like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes after my previous save and I, and I remember at the time being very discouraged about that and being like I gotta go back like 20 minutes It was like half an hour. It was it was long enough that it was like I don't really want to have to go back and re- replay that right now And so I actually put the game off for a little while because of that and then finally came back to it and was like, okay All right, this is worth getting back into um, All right, so we've got some uh, glitches here The first one comes from Merpman 803 Merp says when I got my copy of Fallout 4 It was something amazing After getting out of the vault, I ran to Concord, I met Preston, and then I found the Deathclaw. Everybody remembers this, right? But I was doing a melee build, and the second I used VATS, the game slung the Deathclaw into the sky, killing it after it hit the ground. I LMAO'd for the next three days. (laughs) Nice, nice. Tossing Deathclaws. That's like the opposite of the giants in Skyrim, you know? Like, Deathclaw space... Program or your own fist space program? I don't know how that works. Merp, thank you for that one. Next, we have one from Gingerino42 who writes At the end of my first Fallout game, Fallout 3, on my first playthrough, I ran into an invisible wall slash crash level error bug just outside the Pentagon when going in with Liberty Prime. To add to this, Liberty Prime was also behind some invisible obstacle, so he couldn't open up the energy gates. Long story short, I ended up glitching and bug hopping my way through the map to get to the water purification center. I have never felt more frustrated and accomplished by a single mission. Frustration because I was gated by a Bethesda bug from finishing a 100 plus hour game. Accomplished because never before have I persevered through pushing my way to a game's ending, despite the fact I shouldn't have been able to. The end. Gingerino, you know, yeah, uh, this, uh, I feel like a lot of people have these kinds of things happen in the games where it's like, this thing's supposed to be doing a thing and it's caught on something else and maybe it's just an invisible wall or something. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Um, I'm glad you're able to work your way through it. But yeah, it's one of those, this is one of the less fun bugs, you know? The things getting shot into the sky. That's a lot of fun, but this one, not so much. So thank you for writing in on that one. Then we have one from Silas with a five, uh, one, three, two, four, who writes, I was playing fallout four for the first time and was grinding through the main story. But when you go to the room with the clone, you think is your child, by the way, spoilers. It is a lore cast. Somehow, father never showed up. So my character was just yelling at the child, thinking it was his, and father never came to say that he was actually him. Because of this, I thought that was the end of the story. And it was very boring. <laughs> like, that's that's it. You found Sean. All done. Good job. That was the story. That's amazing. That's amazing. Or like that'd be like ending Fallout 3, where you find your fa- actual father, and you're like, yep, everything's good now. We're good. And he's like, yeah, thanks for, thanks for finding me. Not by the way, I have unfinished things to do and then gets murdered. Um, also spoiler, man, this is a spoilery episode. Yeah. Yeah. Silas, thank you for uh, sending that one in. So we have another category here that I want to cover before we get to the mid break and the other main category. This is a quick little one. I like to call this irony and music. Because it ties into some of what I was talking about last week. This is from BeFree1240, who, by the way, is one of our winners of the Fallout 25th anniversary lithographs that I'm giving away on my live streams, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays in the afternoons. Um, I've still got three more of those and $200 gift cards to give away. And I'll be doing that more and more often as we get closer to the end of the month. Uh, But anyway, BeFree writes... I'm not sure why this memory sticks out the most to me, but the memory I think of when I think of Fallout took place in Fallout 76. I was running and gunning on a bridge, low leveled, and heavily outnumbered by feral ghouls. All the while, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys played on my Pip Boy radio. Wouldn't It Be Nice? If you did? That's the entirety of the memory. Just the setting, the enemies, and the music. Perhaps it's the dichotomy of the situation, but this memory will forever hold a place in my mind when I think of Fallout. Yes, yes, absolutely be free. The idea that like you are in a situation and it's so perilous and dangerous and yet the music you're listening to is the opposite of that mood that you're in. This is something I love. I've noticed this happening In movies, I think the first time in like a Quentin Tarantino film where he used a situation that was supposed to be horrific and the music that was playing on top of it was pleasant. And I was like, that is such a weird combination. I love it. There's something about using music not only to set a mood, but then to also twist the mood in a way that makes you feel even more uncomfortable or strange to the situation. I love this. Very cool. Very cool story. All right. We need to take our mid break and thank our patrons. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere because when we get back, we've got stories about bonding over fallout. Or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show. I hope you guys are enjoying these stories as much as I am. I love, I love hearing people's experiences about these games in particular. This week, we have two new patrons, Thomas R. and Taylor A. Welcome to the Patreon, friends. I hope you guys are enjoying what you're getting from the tiers that you've signed up for. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out the Patreon, it is at patreon.com slash Lorecast. And as I'm recording this right now... We are less than a week away from our end of the month patron episode. That'll be on the 25th and patrons. I'm looking forward to chatting with you on the the night of the 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Pacific. That's where we all get together. Make sure you're on the discord and let's be talking about what kind of Topic we want to talk about it is spoop so we talk could talk about some scary stuff I don't mind going back and rediscussing discussing some of the kinds of topics we've talked about before on the Patreon episodes because Oftentimes they involve different people who didn't get a chance to chime in about some of those things So if you want to talk about some of the scariest moments in fallout We can do that or we could sculpt that topic into something a little bit more specific Let me know what you're thinking on the discord and if you want to sign up and join us Tier fours and higher can join us and you can do it in just the next few days before we get to the 25th to join us for this month. Also, I have to shout out all of our all of our patrons and our top level sentry bot, Dylan R. Thank you so much, Dylan. That is awesome. We're up to 60 current patrons. Thank you for all of your support. I couldn't do this show without you guys. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, we've got a, let's see a new review. Uh, yes, yes. This one comes from professor alpha in the United States or actually I'm sorry in Australia, I got that wrong in Australia. He writes awesome. Five stars just started listening to this podcast and it's awesome. Surprisingly, I started listening before I had ever played a fallout game. I had always been interested in the games and was just looking for something to listen to, but started playing Fallout 3 soon after listening to it. I have been jumping around episodes and I find them to be the perfect thing to listen to. They are the perfect length, have a great structure, and of course, the lore is extremely well presented and researched. I'm now hooked. Keep doing what you do, robots. Professor Alpha, I will uh, I will keep doing what I do, and you keep doing what you do too, which is being a professor. I pretty sure. So uh, thank you for taking the time to drop that review. If you would like to help out the show, leaving a rating and review, a five-star one on Apple podcasts or leaving a rating on Spotify are both very helpful. But if you do the former one, I'll read it out on a future episode of the show. Wow. I did that in a different order this time. All right. That's it for the mid-break. Let's get to the stories about bonding with other people. Here we go. Questions about Nuka World? I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, here we are. We're back. And, man, we've got some good stories here. In fact, the bulk of the stories were about Fallout bringing people together, which is pretty awesome. The first one is from Solovagent i mutilated that one like a ghoul's face when it's running at me and I've got a laser pistol. This one says, hello, my story is simple. My brother, who is older than me, would buy the games in the house and roughly a year after Fallout 1, which we left. Man, we're going way back. This, this sounds like the kind of thing that I should have experienced. I should have had with my brother, except we were just old enough that I was like out of the house. Um, I was the older brother of the two. Anyway, uh a year after Fallout 1 which we loved, he bought Fallout 2. I was the one playing it the most. We shared a room at the time, both desks facing away from each other, and it's one of my favorite memories from my teenagehood playing Fallout 2's Temple of Trials repeatedly to get the best poxib- possible I say possible, possible. That's staying in. possible XP start, eating Pringles and calling my brother over every time I finished a quest with dialogue only got to Vault City, or convinced the ghouls to leave the power plant alone. The first game really left an impression on us. We watched the intro together, and he basically voiced the Brian Fargo presents bits, and when ink spots, maybe, kicked in, we were absolutely floored. It felt like a moment in history. Years later, I was able to actually meet Brian Fargo at a games event, which made me really happy. Now I just eagerly wait for Fallout 5, and I'm super happy with how Bethesda made the games so mega popular. Salavagant, Salavagant, um, help me out with your name at some point. Uh, Thank you for that. That is awesome. Bonding with a sibling over the game. Getting to meet Brian Fargo. That's amazing. Awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. Now we have one for, oh God, another name. Some of these names are tough. Uh, Or maybe I'm just bad at them. Alf Wee Fwee, I think is how you pronounce your name, wrote, It was a couple months after Fallout 4 had released, and this was my introduction to the Fallout series. My best friend got a copy of Fallout 4, and I spent the night watching him play. After watching him play for a few hours, he passed me the controller to give the game a shot. I was wandering through Lexington and stumbled upon a parking garage... I walked inside and what happened next still gives me and him a good laugh. I walked in and saw around, I don't know, five, 10 feral ghouls. This was my first time playing Fallout and I didn't know the controls or even WTF ghouls were. I screamed and my buddy screamed, dude, run, run, I don't know how to play. And I threw him the controller and he screamed as the ghouls ran up on us. He paused just in time. One of my fondest game memories, On my recent playthrough of Fallout 4, I stumbled upon the same parking ramp in Lexington and easily took care of those ferals. It made me a bit emotional, longing for when I was young and when the Fallout universe was brand new to me. Yeah, you never can go back, can you? It's always one of those things where it'd be so cool to go back and experience something for the first time again, but we just can't. Like, we know too much, right? So we just keep on learning more. Thank you for that one. If we, if we, man names, all right, Illith, this one I can pronounce, writes, I was working in the video game department of a retail store. Man, can you, can you imagine working in a video game department of a retail store anymore? Like that's, is that even a thing? Like, see, does Sears have a video game section still? I don't know. It's been forever since I've been in a Sears. Anyway, we got this tin lunchbox with a retro 50s style art. I wondered what the heck kind of game it was. A co worker told me it was made by the same company that made Elder Scrolls, so I was curious. I picked up the PS3 version and played it the entire weekend. A few years later, a friend set me up on a blind date with a guy. We spent the entire night downing beer and talking about New Vegas, which had just come out a few months earlier. Apparently, that date went really well because we're still together in 2022. Fallout means a lot to me because it helped me find my soulmate. How warm and fuzzy is that? Ilith, that is amazing. That's a great story. I love the going back to a time where things were different and yet seeing a lunchbox with art from another time that was even different from that. Oh, there's just layers there and then finding your soulmate congratulations you two you're great for each other I think this is going to work out wonderfully. Uh, thank you for writing that in Ilith. We've got two more left Just two more left. This one comes from oh these names are so much easier now Mega I can say that a few weeks ago I power leveled a melee build in Fallout 76 and my cousin wanted me to test it out on the Wendigo Colossus But I was certain we wouldn't be able to kill it in time. This is the whole this happens for those of you who don't play in 76. You take on some of these characters like the Scorch Beast Queen or the Wendigo Colossus, and in the case of the Wendigo Colossus, you're time limited, and you've got to just do as much damage as you can. It's kind of like a raid boss sort of. It works kind of like that. After the nuke hit, which is what triggers him, most of the other players ignored it, but thankfully, two, meaning like the other people across the map didn't come and join in on the fight. But thankfully, two randoms joined us on our exploit. I popped every cam I could, can I say cam chem, chem I could, and gorged on cooked food, then unleashed hell with my bloody chainsaw. Seconds later, I was kicked in the face and died instantly. We still managed to kill it, though. <laughs> this is this is great. This is one of those things like, yeah, you run up on a uh, good old Earl and uh, yeah, he'll he'll give you a good kick to the face or whatever. And uh, you go down pretty fast. But fortunately, you get to spawn back in. That's a fun that's a fun one. I love that we're getting a mix of like all the different fallouts in these. We've got some Fallout 1s, some Fallout 3s, New Vegas 2, 76, 4. Everything has shown up. All the mainline games. That's amazing. So our last one comes from Clams. Also a name I can pronounce. Clamp says life was hell in 2008. And I, I don't, maybe you guys can relate to this one. If you've been through one of those tough times in your life, I would just gotten out of the army earlier that year was dealing with serious mental health and substance abuse issues and homeless to top it all off. My little brother took me in and gave me a place to stay while I tried to get my life together. I knew nothing about the series at the time but he picked up Fallout 3 and the cover art caught my attention. So I decided to check it out while he was out one day. Eight hours later, my brother was home and I was still glued to the TV, LOL. From that point forward, we really bonded over Fallout and then gaming and tech in general. Ten plus years later, we're both doing great. And though we're about 300 miles apart now, We still find the time to bond over our love of gaming. Man, this is, uh, you're giving me chills, dude. Clams. This is awesome. First of all, I'm glad you were able to pull your life back together and take care of mental health issues. That is not homeless. Oh my God, dude. That is, these are not easy obstacles to surmount. I'm glad you had the support structure in your life. I'm glad, glad your brother was there and the fact that you guys are doing awesome now and part of it was because you were able to bond over playing fallout is freaking amazing. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you for taking the time to open up about such a personal thing and share that with us and the rest of the community. And thank you to everybody who took the time to share your stories. I know everybody has some story when it comes to fallout. And if you would like to share yours and continue sharing and talking about this. I've created a channel on the discord. We've got like a hundred channels on that discord. Scroll down to the fallout section. There's a channel called my fallout story and feel free to just share this. This is what this is about is the community. So come share with us your stories. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here for this very special episode and have a wonderful rest of your week. And enjoy some fallout with a friend or a loved one. It's those moments that we remember, right? All right. Take care, everybody. I'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me, And a bunch of our other creators Creating your podcast, starting a new podcast Or helping your current podcast grow There's more information about that On robotsradio.net as well And you can always talk with us And the entire community Over 2,000 people On the Robots Radio Discord Come join us, we'd love to chat with you See you guys next time